Welcome back to the Crossover Podcast, where you get comics, pop culture, and sports, and it is sports time as we are talking week four in the National Football League. I'm your host, as always, Matt Pierce. Joining me today is Bill Needles. How are you, Bill? I am doing well, thank you, sir. All right, great to have you. Rounding out our trifecta, as always, is Craig Needles. How are you, Craig? Uh, yes, I am well, thank you. I am uh, ready to talk about another week of football, and uh, I can't help but notice the uh, the AFC standings. And, yeah. Uh, that's good. Would you, uh, you Denver Broncos are three and zero. Do you know the exact number of combined victories their opponents have? Zero. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they've been, you know, getting the tough matchups <laughs> this entire week. I, I see people saying this on Twitter, like, "Oh yeah, Denver, Denver's three and zero. They play these crappy teams. What record do you want them to have then?" Yeah. Like, no, I'm. Yeah. If you're if you're gonna be good, you got to beat the bad teams, and that's what they're doing. So, uh, like. The alternative to this, and also keeping in mind that they're winning by an average of a little over 16 points a game. They're winning. They're winning on an average of more than two scores a game. Um, but like, you know, what do you want them to do? They're 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 beating bad teams by two scores. That's all you can ask of them. So I don't understand the, the schedule criticism at this point. We're going to find out something this week, I think. And yeah. uh, spoiler alert. I'm going to be on Denver uh, this week. So, uh, but but before we get into uh, week four, a little kudos to us on our, our bounce back week after after the combined like two and whatever the heck we had. I think it was two and thirteen. We bounced back with a nice little eleven and four collective there. Really only got uh, we really only got kind of hosed by by Jimmy Garoppolo throwing the football into the ground, which I personally didn't care for. Uh, but you know, it, it is what it is. And, uh, what it was, was bad. Uh, but, uh, that's, that's neither here nor there, but, uh, we are here to, you know, we're moving on from our great week three and, uh, we're on to week four and specifically we're uh, on to Cincinnati, you guys, because the Thursday night matchup is the Jacksonville Jaguars coming on to Cincinnati to take on our beloved Bengals who we were on last week. Oh, so juicily against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Damn, that wasn't even close to being a sweat. We we had so many good ones that weren't even close to being sweats. I mean, the Chargers tried... Staley tried to make it interesting on us last week with some some odd choices in, in late game management. But even then, it was it was never... Because we were getting the seven with the Chargers, we were we were never really sweating it. But here we are with the Bengals. Perhaps well, the a bit... The one that I'm mad about before we get... get is, is I wound up, because the line moved up to nine, I wound up taking the Jaguars... You had to. Uh, plus nine. Yeah, yeah, plus nine at home I did. They got a missed field goal return for a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Kick six. And the rarely seen kick not, six. They still did not cover a nine-point spread at home, despite getting a missed field goal for a touchdown. Bengals 11th in DVOA as the DVO rankings, you know, start to get, you know, like week four is kind of week three. You're about 80% of the way there. I'd say week four is when is when they really have the math angle at home. But right now, Cincinnati 11th in DVO, Jacksonville 31st. They are still not the worst team in DVOA, according to the mathematicians who put this together. Uh, Bengals getting seven and a half at home in this game. Um. Despite what we just said about the Jacksonville Jaguars, the right side of this spread-wise is, unfortunately, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Because this is, I, I don't know what to do with this. This, this. The Cincinnati Bengals are not a team that you should be given seven and a half points to. Like a touchdown plus. This is not a team that is quite worthy of a touchdown plus with that defense and that offensive line. 
Jacksonville is a nightmare mess, so maybe you just go ahead and take the Bengals on on the money line. But spread-wise, if you're looking at this, this certainly isn't going to be one of my five, but I do truly believe that the right side of this is Jacksonville plus the 7.5 in a classic pros versus Joe setup. Uh, what do you think, Bill? Yeah, I can't do it with the Jags. I, I got to take the Bengals here. And, and no, you don't like that many points, especially. You have 7.5, right? Yes. It costs you a hook. Uh, it, it's it's not pleasant, but I think I got to go with the Bengals here. You short week for Jacksonville, uh, and they were just a travesty last week. They were terrible, and Cincinnati looked decent at least against a Pittsburgh division team. Uh, I, I got to go Cincinnati. I don't think Cincinnati's good, but mediocre can beat Jacksonville. So give me Cincinnati. Yeah, if you look at the Jag- Jaguars' schedule so far. A week one victory against a Minnesota team in overtime that I think is underrated. The loss to Chicago is a little, eh. but uh, you know, yeah, they they got Pittsburgh on the road in, in in a divisional matchup. That that was that's what we want from them. Um, Craig, what do you think on this one? Spread wise, Cincinnati minus seven and a half. Uh, I want the Bengals. Ooh, okay. I, I just like Jacksonville's really bad. They just had a nine point spread at home they couldn't cover. Um, I think the Bengals are good, or at the very least, a decent team. Um, I don't want to be going against them. You don't have to have to give up a touchdown. I don't want to be going against them in a short week at home. Oh, give me, uh, give me the Jags. Yeah, it might just be the Jags on the right, money give, line give for me. The bang- give me the Bengals. Give me the Bengals. Yeah, and, yeah. and the Bengals and money line. Is, is going to be an easy bet. You're not going to make a lot of money off that. But mm-hmm. just this 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 Jacksonville franchise is in disarray. Like the the offense looks bad. The defense doesn't have any good players on it. It's bad. It's certainly a survivor uh, highlight. It's certainly one you want to highlight for survivor too. Because I don't know if you're going to get better chance this season. I'm looking at the Bengals schedule right now, and I don't think you're going to get a better chance to take the Cincinnati Bengals in your survivor pool than at home against Jacksonville on a short week. Like I I. I don't see that so it's definitely going to be we're going to have to discuss them as a survivor pick for for sure i don't know i just i weirdly believe that jacksonville is like the, the plus seven and a half i think you just it's one of those hold your nose and you take jacksonville and you just don't even you don't even think about it you just look at the points and hope that somehow everything turns out uh moving on to the sunday games uh first up a line that's moved uh, quite a bit actually the new york giants headed to new orleans to tank on the saints this line opened up at Saints minus nine and a half. The Sharps have bet it down to it's now just Saints seven and a half. So you're only getting the seven and a half point hook. The nine and a half was, is is way too juicy for me. I'm upset I didn't get the best of the number on that one. But um, what do you think about the Saints currently favored by uh, seven and a half, Craig? I, this is a, a stay away for me. Um, mm-hmm. we, we've seen two, two radically different Saints teams in the three weeks that we've done this. Um. The week one game against Green Bay like looks incredibly good, but I think that was just a no effing way game for the Packers. Um, how much does going into Foxborough and winning mean? I, I not that much, right? I agree. I agree. Like, I, and we said that in our we said that in our over unders pod because we were both vehemently on the Patriots under that. I, I I and we were trying to get on it early that the Patriots are still getting a lot of love. They're still getting a lot of love, but only on name recognition alone. That team has little to no talent on it. And the further we get away from this Brady-Bilicek thing, boy, it certainly looks like it was more Brady than Bilicek 
which is... You wanna, I'll, I'll, I'll quote the number right now, and people are going to be hearing about it all week because uh, I don't know if people have heard, but uh, Tom Brady's team is against the Patriots this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bill Belichick, in his career, 63 wins and 75 losses in games that are not started by Tom Brady. Yep. And, and yeah, and, and Mac Jones... That, it's not that good. And Mac Jones just they just won't let him throw the ball downfield at all. So like we don't even know this. Like they don't let that kid throw the ball further than like three four yards downfield. It's all sweeps. Bill and, made to have was it two or three picks this weekend? Yeah, like, one of them was a complete like the the receiver the bungled it right. Yeah, the Saints defense is really good. Yeah, um, but that was definitely part of uh, of what went on there this weekend, and that game was not uh, particularly competitive, obviously. I was I was thinking about this a little bit, and this is slightly off topic, but I'd love to get your guys' opinions on this. How come we don't have like the way we have like ERA in baseball? How pitchers, you know, like when when other guys commit errors, it doesn't count against the pitcher's overall stats. How come we don't have that uh, for interceptions as well for for quarterbacks? Because it would be pretty. It's pretty obvious most of the time when it's a quarterback's fault, and like like when it bounces, like when it when a quarterback hits a receiver in the numbers and it bounces off his hands, it goes three feet in the air and, and a cornerback comes by and it's like, Ooh, that's easy enough. Right? Like why, why is that not some sort of like, like why do we, why do we not have earned and unearned picks is, is what I'm wondering. Yeah, no, it's, it's not unreasonable. Uh, talk to the NFL about that. Now mm. like, I would say it's that not like it's like, cause it's subjective, but, Official scoring in baseball, as far as what's an and that's what Bill's just saying. Official scoring in baseball does become pretty subjective as far as what's an error and what's not. So sometimes you can't rely necessarily on the unearned run numbers. What I will say. True, I think that, but I do think that it would be it, it's far more easier to <laughs> realize what is a what is an earned pick and what is an unearned pick. Yeah. Right, like like Manning against Tracy Porter, earned pick. Uh, yes. A, a, a yeah, like an earned pick. Uh, Mac Jones throwing the ball to a receiver who couldn't handle it and bounced it three feet in the air, and then one of the DBs comes down with it and takes it in for pick six. Probably unearned, right? Like, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's just that's just a little side note. Maybe something a little little food for thought. Um, I think that I think God, the Giants are the right side on this one. I think because Jameis, I think, is still just Jameis, and he's going to be a quarterback that makes bad decisions. The Giants historically in the in the Daniel Jones era, they cover on the road. They're, they they cover at the road at about a seventy percent clip. It's when they're at home that they are just trash. But I don't like betting the Giants now because we're not getting the best of the number anymore because it's not at nine and a half. We're missing two points there. So if we're taking it, I would rather have you buy two points back up to the nine and a half. Um, or maybe wait till game time, see if this can get back up to eight or something before the game starts, and then maybe think about that. What do you? Um, where are you on this one, Bill? Saints minus seven and a half at home against the Giants. Yeah, I think I think I like the Saints here. Uh, yes, we've seen two very different Saints teams, but there's so much to expose on this Giants team that I think e- even Winston, who makes some questionable decisions at times, should be able to take advantage. So. Uh, if the if this starts becoming a bit of an air show and the points are going back and forth, I like New Orleans to very much get the uh, the upper hand though. So give me New Orleans. All right. Uh, moving on, the last place Kansas City Chiefs head to Philadelphia to take on the Eagles. This line's had a little bit of movement too. Uh, we're no longer getting the we we were getting the hook earlier this week. It was uh, Chiefs minus seven and a half on the road. 
It is now down to Chiefs minus seven. I wrote it down for our five at the, like, one of my five is the Philadelphia Eagles getting seven and a half. So if you guys want it at the seven and a half, I'm willing to give it to you for the purposes of our uh, of our thing. But uh, you're going to have to buy that extra half point if you want it. And I, I, I like the extra half point on this one. I, th- I think this is a good spot to take the Eagles. Getting the seven and a half. I know they've looked atrocious the last couple of weeks. The Chiefs' defense is just not good enough to be covering these high lines. There's a lot of backdoor potential. I love the that they're at home. The Chiefs probably aren't going to lose two in a row, but I, I just I really think there's backdoor. The Chiefs are starting to get hurt a little bit now too. Don't trust this defense like the high and and quite frankly, the Chiefs for a long time now just have not been covering these high lines. Craig, what do you think about this one? Chiefs laying a touchdown in Philadelphia. I don't know, like. I saw the Cowboys just be able to do whatever they wanted. That's whatever. another thing too. That's another thing too. Is public perception is going to be on on the on the Eagles? Is that they're a junk team after they did get hosed in that Monday night game the other night? It's like just the Cowboys offense. Like they they had one where they were tackled, but one where where Dak didn't get in on a sneak, but it looked to me like he got in. It was one of those ones on replay where you can't really overturn it because you don't you know you're not you're not certain, but like you know mm-hmm. looked like Dak got in. That scoreline that it wound up being was flattering to Philadelphia, kind of by multiple scores on each end. Sure was. Uh, I would think that to me the play would be the um, the the play to me is probably not to bet the game at all, and this is not going to be one of my five. Well, but I, I Chiefs money play. line parlayed with something else, I think would be the move, yeah, right? That too, yeah, because I I don't want to give up the seven with Kansas City because the defense is too bad. I just expect. Um, Mahomes and company to be able to just do whatever they want, whatever they want, be, uh, just because the Eagles secondary looked really over overmatched against the Cowboys. Uh, Chiefs land seven in Philadelphia. What do you think, Bill? Yeah, I'm, I'm on the same page there. I, I think the Cowboys were able to move the ball very efficiently, and they haven't really played anyone else that's that – I mean, it, Atlanta's offense struggled against the Eagles, and the Eagles aren't even that good. So I, I think this is the biggest test they've had. Uh, last week, Dallas was the biggest test they'd had, and, and Kansas City has a much better offense than Dallas. Uh, so I'm going to take Kansas City here and assume that they put a hurting on them. All right. Uh, next up, the Houston Texans head into Buffalo to take on the Bills, who uh, certainly look like they figured out their offense. Uh, Josh Allen looked much better in that one. I remember in the Miami game when they blew him out, I was like, boy, he still is not making accurate throws, but uh, he certainly did last week. Um a lot better, a lot better. Bills, highest line of the year so far. They are laying 16.5 against the Houston Texans. This is the safest pick, I would say, for survivor pools this week. If, if, if your goal is to just make it to week five, I think you want the Bills survivor pool-wise. But, because, I mean, it, it's... it's Davis Mills coming into a, uh, you know, making making his first road start in Buffalo. Boy, that'll be something to watch after he looked terrible in Carolina on Thursday night. Although he will have, you know, at least a full week of practice plus the, a little extra getting ready for this Bills game. Um, it's this is a stay away from me, but you're 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 the, the right side of this is to just take the Texans line. I mean. God, I would feel so much better about this line if Tyrod Taylor was in the game. Of course, if Tyrod Taylor was in the game, it's probably only like 10 and a half or whatever. But 
I mean, the right side is probably the, is probably you just you got to hold your nose and, and take the Texans. And I think the Bills have been clipped in in this spot before, but that was like a couple of years ago, so you can't really say that. But I don't know. I, I'm never going to lay 16 and a half. Oh, yeah, don't bet this game. Like, and yeah. I understand Buffalo has blown out two, I think, decent NFL teams uh, yeah. the last two weeks. But just don't. Don't bet on this game on the spread. Is what yeah, so if you're looking for an easy ticket, it's I guess it's Bill's money line with part Bill's Chiefs money line right now. Is that a uh, like that's that's Bill's yeah. Chiefs Saints money? Yeah, perhaps. Although, yeah, I don't know. I, I yeah, perhaps that Bill's Chiefs Saints money line is probably the the safest one o'clock slate. Um, Bill, what do you think about this one? The Bills laying sixteen and a half. Hey, I'm on Houston here, and I, I'm I'm fairly comfortable with it. I, okay. I don't think Buffalo – like, you're right. Allen was very accurate last week. He played really well, um, but not well enough to warrant that many points. Like, by the time Allen gets a lead – I think Houston with a new quarterback is going to be playing conservative. They're going to eat a lot of clock with what little time they have the ball. I don't see Buffalo getting a chance to run away with it that much. So I'm going to say Houston here because it's too many points. The question is just can Davis Mills cover like like we didn't see anything on Thursday night that would lead us to believe that he could lead a a spread covering backdoor drive right like that's no I mean so that's yeah that's where the hesitation yeah, but if Buffalo is right? up by fifteen and he just throws the ball away they kneel it out I could see it happening. Yeah. Uh, next up, a game I think we should all be a little bit more excited for, and a game that is, quite frankly, going to be, without a doubt, one of my five. The Carolina Panthers head into Dallas to take on, how about them Cowboys? Cowboys are laying four and a half. Vegas zone for this game. This is a great spot to take the Carolina Panthers, you guys, getting the four and a half. Carolina Panthers defense is legit. They are getting four points against this Cowboys team after getting an extra 10 days rest, and the Cowboys are coming off a very emotional beatdown that we previously mentioned of the Philadelphia Eagles on Monday night. So short week for them, long week for the Panthers. Panthers defense is legit. Take the four and a half. They're going to be one of my five easily. Craig, what say you on this one? Panthers. Yeah. Number one in DVOA, Panthers. Yeah, yeah. I uh, have some questions about the Cowboys' defense. I know that they, they looked okay this past week, but I've got some questions about the Cowboys' defense. Um, I don't know if I love the Carolina offense necessarily, but uh, we're going to see the defense looks great. So, yeah, give me the uh, give me the Panthers with the four and a half. Oh, how could you not trust that offense with Canadian superstar Chubba Hubbard just uh, just waiting in the wings uh, to, to take that job away from Christian McCaffrey? I don't know if that's going to happen, but uh, <laughs> that's I, I not having him obviously is a is a concern. Hmm. I again, the losing running backs is never even even running backs to McCaffrey's caliber. It's just never. You know, the offense doesn't take well, the step back that you expect. Like, uh, the running the ball aspect, perhaps not, but he is just so 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 involved in their passing game. Absolutely. Uh, Panthers getting four and a half in Dallas. What do you think, Bo? Yeah, I was surprised by this line. I like Carolina here as well. I I thought this would be closer to you know. Dallas by three. I, I find these teams maybe evenly matched, so I feel like you're getting some extra points with Carolina here, so I'm taking Carolina. Next up, another game that is going to be one of my five. 
The Cleveland Browns head into Minnesota to take on your boys, Bill, coming off their first win. Very convincing win and an easy cover against the Seattle Seahawks. I was never in doubt. Good Lord. Browns getting two on the road. I don't understand this whatsoever. The Minnesota Vikings could quite easily be 3-0. and They are not because football is a weird, weird sport. The Browns have not looked as dominant as people would like them to, despite the fact that they're two, they're, they're second in DVOA. I think that's a bit of a paper tiger right now, and I think your Vikings are coming in highly underrated. So I'm taking the home, I'm taking the home dog here, and, and with what I think is a, a a very good Minnesota Vikings team that are kind of hitting their stride. Uh, what say you? This one, Bill, your boys getting two at home. Yeah, I, I I'm on board with the Vikings. I think the Browns are are I mean. We got games against the Bears, the Texans. Yes, they played the the Chiefs, but the Chiefs when they that week one, the Chiefs haven't really been the Chiefs we thought they would be. So I don't think the Browns have played a very good team yet. So there's no reason for them to be uh, giving up points. Uh, so I'll take two with Minnesota at home. I mean that that seems like a huge win to me. So I'm taking Minnesota here all day. Uh, Cleveland Brown laying two in Minnesota. What do you think, Craig? Uh, I, I want, uh, the Vikings. I, I just think it's, uh, it's a close game. I'd rather have two points when, uh, when the close game is happening. That being said, I would not be surprised if the Browns were able to just control this entire game with the running offense. We'll see. I do like the under in this football game as well. Actually, well, you know what? This line had some major, major movement. Uh, the, the over under actually, the, the line opened up at, uh, 57 and a half. Um, can you guess what it is now? Uh, down to like 53, 54? It's 51 and a half. This line, this over under went down six points. I've never seen that before. This, this is so, so obviously there's been some heavy, heavy action on the under in this game. So, uh, the sharps are probably in line with your thinking there, Craig, that this is going to be a, a grinded out control the clock game on both sides. Which, you know, is fine, especially if I'm taking the Vikings plus the two, but I've never seen an over move six points before in my in not that I can remember anyway. That's that's something else. Um, so yeah, it's a clean sweep from us from the Vikings, and it sounds like it might be in some of our fives. Um, next up, two teams that I don't know what the hell to do with right now. The Indianapolis Colts head to Miami to take on the Dolphins. The Dolphins are a short home favorite, minus two. Normally we love a short home favorite. But here's the thing with these two teams. 25th and 26th in DVOA. Not where I was expecting to be. I do expect those numbers to go up. The Dolphins-Raiders game was ultra bizarre. I'm still trying to figure out how that game made it into overtime. And... I mean, these are two teams that... I mean, they're, they're... three and three against the spread collectively. So I, I just, I don't know what to do with this team. If you're one of those compulsive types who has to gamble, I guess I'm taking the dolphins as the short home favorite, but I just have this game as a stay away to me. What do you think, Bill? Yeah. My initial reaction is, is take the dolphins cause they're in a better position, but I find these two teams fairly even, and you would expect it to be three at home. And you're getting an extra one. That's really the only logic behind it. Um, yeah, I don't think either of these teams are good. I don't know, just take the Dolphins and try not to watch this game on accident. <laughs> F- 
Fair enough. Uh, Craig, what do you think about this one? Colts getting two in Miami. First thing I'm going to say is Scott Hansen. Mm. Do not show this. Oh, that's uh, that's very interesting considering the next game we're about to talk about. <laughs> and, the, and the game after that we're about to talk about. Yeah, no, and I understand Bears, Lions, and, you know, there's, there's a couple of bad ones, but just, like, both these teams just bug me. Uh, I don't want to watch, like, you know, the – yeah, no, just don't show this. I'm, I'm, I'm good. And it's not a lot of um, there's not a lot of fantasy buzz from those two teams either, right? Like there's no. not a lot of guys who you're like, boy, I'm dying to watch this guy get points for my fantasy no. football team, right? So that's definitely part of the reasoning where I uh, that's why I said that. So uh, yeah, I will take. Um, I guess I'll take the Colts, but I don't feel great about it. Okay. All right, so it sounds like we're split on this one. Just stay away from Colts, Dolphins, uh, if, if you're looking to gamble, I think. All right, next up, the Tennessee Titans are heading to New York to take on the Jets. Some interesting line movement in this one. This opened up at Titans minus 7.5, so we were getting the hook. So if you want it at the 7.5, I'll give you it at the 7.5 for the purposes of this. Right now, it's just the Titans given the 7. And there has been sharp action, gentlemen. On the Jets' money line. Which is not going um, off at as much as you would think. It's only going off at plus 275. So, which shocked me a little bit. I thought I'd be getting at least 3-1 to one on the Jets' money line here. We have not had that big knock the team out of your survivor pool thing happen yet or upset game happened yet in the first three weeks of the season. It was nearly the Detroit Lions last week, but it just ended up not being the Detroit Lions. There was I, a significant field goal that played into that. But yeah. It's true. Yep. The Jets are 30th in DVOA, but Tennessee's 27th in DVOA right now. I don't think Tennessee should be laying seven points against anybody, even like on the road, including a team that scored exactly zero points last week against your beloved Denver Broncos, Craig. I, I think... I think Zach Wilson busts a little bit loose this week, and 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 the Jets at least look like a competent team. I'm gonna I'm gonna be on the Jets with the spread here. Don't know if I got the gut. Like maybe I'll I'll find the 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 chutzpah to bet them on the money line, but uh, I like the Jets here getting the seven. I'm gonna take them at the seven and a half for the purposes of our contest. I think they're gonna be one of my five. Um, what do you think about this one, Craig? Having just seen the Jets last week. Uh, yeah. I will, uh, I, I think I'm going to, I'm not betting on this game, mm-hmm. but, uh, yeah, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to take the Jets if I'm betting on the spread here, so I'll take the seven and a half points. Mm-hmm. So I, I just, the Sharps have put a lot of money on the Jets money line, so maybe they know something that we don't. It looks like AJ Brown's probably not going to play in this game and Julio's banged up, so they're down to like. If those two guys are out, they're down to whatever. Maybe they think they can sneak one in without those guys playing the Jets on the road. But like, the, I'm I'm got this one circled as um, you know, there's going to be a lot of teams taking the Titans on the road against the Jets in survivor pools and whatnot. And I personally believe that to be a mistake this week. Uh, Bill, what say you? Titans laying a touchdown in uh, New York? Yeah, I I actually think I like Tennessee's side of this. Um, I think, I mean, the Broncos were just able to move the ball on the Jets so easily. And I do think Tennessee is a better offense than the than the Broncos. I think the Broncos have a very capable offense. Like Teddy Bridgewater, I, I 
watched him a lot. He's great, but I, I think they're just so much more dynamic in Tennessee. I think they should be able to actually score quite a bit, and I see zero chance that even against the Tennessee defense that the Jets can keep up. So I kind of do like them to get ahead a little bit. I kind of do like the, Henry to have a big game. Um, I, I'm taking Tennessee here. I'm willing to lay the points. All right. Next up, my beloved Detroit Lions heading to Chicago to take on the Bears in Justin Fields' first home start. Bears getting the three-point home bump. So they are saying these two teams are even, and Chicago is getting the three-point home bump. Um, before we get into this game, I want to get your guys' opinions on opinion on a question that I have that I, I'm, I'm finding myself flustered at. Um, did the Lions hire a good football coach? I'm, I'm wondering. I, I mean, per, perhaps the jury's still out, but here, let me just lay down the evidence for you before you give you the opinion. So here's here's what we've got in three games so far. We've got an abysmal half against the Niners, followed by a tremendous second half. Um, a great first half, followed by an abysmal second half against the Packers. An all round pretty good game against the at home against the Baltimore Ravens, who are a team that had, that just beat the Kansas City Chiefs and have Super Bowl aspirations, probably should have won the game, were beat by a delay of game call that probably should have been called, an NFL record field goal from Justin Tucker that got a fortunate bounce in order for it to occur in the first place. That said, in that game, there was also a... Fourth and 19, that was converted in that very drive. And the first touchdown the Ravens got was on a third and 18. So I, I don't know. But, like, this team shows up and competes in every single game. Now, does that wear out when you're 0-8, 0-9? I don't know. What do you what do you think? Let's start with Craig. Uh, I think that they are trying hard and they're competent. And... Here's the thing. If you look at the, this roster, this doesn't look like a, a group of NFL. All no talent. No talent whatsoever on this roster, too. Players that are, uh, uh, in a lot of ways, overachieving. So, mm-hmm. um, is Dan Campbell a Super Bowl coach? I don't know the answer to that. But I don't think we're going to look at the season and say, oh, man, Campbell left a lot out there. Like, you know, this 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 team's trying. It's... Uh, they're doing well. They're doing. And it good. seems like, yeah, it seems like they're going to accidentally win some games this week or, or this season, right? Like, which you know, kind of sucks for their draft positioning because it is a heated, heated race to the bottom. Uh, the way it's going this year, um, yeah, it's crazy. I don't know. What do you think, Bill? What are, what's your take on on Dan Campbell three games in as an impartial viewer? Yeah, I mean, I can certainly agree that there's a lack of talent on that team, and they have stayed competitive. I think. We were probably never in a situation where we were going to watch the Lions go out there and, and beat some of the teams they've played so far this season. But uh, I'll tell you, reliably getting a win against the Bears, if you can split with the Vikings, like there's going to be a lot of tests still for uh, for this coach. And I think this is a good one because reality is they should get a win this week. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it, This is a winnable game for a decent football team. If you can't beat the Bears, even with a lack of talent on the team, uh, I think then you got to start reevaluating. So I think this week should be interesting. On the on the flip side, the Chicago Bears, they like the the way they ran, knowing that Justin Fields was starting the game last week, and and the way Matt Nagy just seemingly never changed the offense whatsoever. From if Andy Dalton was playing, from where 
uh, Justin Fields was playing. Like, I don't get it. Like, 6'5", 230, like, roll him out of the pocket. What are you doing? Like, I, I'm I'm no genius, but, I mean, maybe getting that guy out of the pocket into the outside and seeing if you can make some plays with his legs may, may be beneficial to your to your team. But, uh, I mean, man, he was, he was just getting scorched on every single sports talk show for the past, like, three days. And, and, if, and if they don't show anything in this, like, if Fields doesn't show anything against this Lions team, and it's a good team to try to show something against, uh, Nagy's going to be on the first thing smoking out of town, I think, because this is, this, is, this is bad. Um, back to it gambling-wise, the Bears getting the three-point home bump. Craig, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I, uh, I'm going to take the Lions. Yeah, I think that's the right side, but just based on the fact that we haven't seen Fields do anything and the Lions try hard, right? Here's the thing. Uh, The Lions try hard. We haven't seen Fields do anything. But if you look at what happened with the, like the, the Browns got 68 yards worth of sacks and Mm -hmm. Fields had nine passing yards. They were plus one in passing yards. (laughs) Miles Garrett and Jadavian Clowney were just tormenting this guy the entire game. Now, obviously, there's no one as good as Miles Garrett on the Lions. This we all know. But, geez, that Bears offensive line and the whole game plan, quite frankly, was was awful. Really bad. So it just is a situation where um, I don't know how how excited the bears are about playing for Matt Nagy. I don't know how excited Matt Nagy is for coaching the bears. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's a situation where it just, it seems like a toxic team right now. And uh, I don't think they should be favored against anybody. So I will, uh, I will take the lions and the three points. Thanks. Uh, bears getting the three point home bump bill. What's your opinion on this one? Uh, as I said, I think the lions could outright win this game. So give me the lions with a couple extra points attached. I have no problem with that. Let me quickly uh, check the Lions money line for you. Plus 125. Hmm. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad at all. Um, all right. Uh, last game of the 1 o'clock slate, the Washington football team heads to Atlanta to take on the Falcons. The Falcons getting one and a half points at home. Look at Vegas just like this. I feel personally attacked by this line, and I don't know how you feel, Craig, but I feel personally attacked by this line. They are trying to sucker us into taking the Atlanta Falcons in this game, and I'm not going to fall for it. Atlanta currently 32nd in DVOA. Not betting on Atlanta for at least a month. Yeah, uh, I, I think I think this is a great spot. I don't have it as one of my five, but I'm definitely going to have it on a few tickets. I think this is a good spot to take the football team, even though they're laying uh, one and a half. They're this is a they are trying to sucker um, Falcon like <laughs> truthers like you and me at the beginning of the season who were on the Falcons thinking the offense is going to be a lot better. They're just trying to suck us right in tractor beam if you will right away they they are trying to get us to take the falcons and i'm just not going to fall for it i'm i'm uh, they're not going to be one of my five but i will have some tickets with the football team on it at the minus one and a half even though it's on the road bill what do you have to say about it football team giving one and a half in atlanta i'm on the football team uh, right. i don't have much respect for atlanta and i I thought I was high on Washington at the beginning of this year, and then you know mm. Patrick got hurt. And but Heineke's done a decent job. Um, hasn't been bad. Hasn't been painful to watch. Um, so yeah, I mean, I certainly don't have any interest in watching this game. But uh, I think Washington's the play here. 
You've already declared uh, or your your ill will towards the Falcons, Craig. Are you? Do you have a side on this one? I would take Washington. Okay. All right. So clean sweep for us with Washington. Uh, so we have declared Colts Dolphins the Scott Hansen uh, game the game. Scott game. Hansen game. But I if, if, one, if one wanted to say it was Lions Bears, I would not be argumentative. Fair. Yeah. Um, I I I think I'm I'm gonna have Panthers Cowboys slightly edge Browns Vikings as the uh, as as the marquee matchup just because I I think that P- Panthers Cowboys can be something. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think that can be something. Although Browns Vikings should be a fight too. I, I love all those games. It's a pretty good slate this week. Pretty good slate. Four o'clock games got a couple bangers. Um, which and here's one of them. The uh, Arizona Cardinals are heading to Los Angeles to take on the Rams. The Rams minus five right now, so they're Vegas zone. Craig, was that the biggest win of Matthew Stafford's career so far? No, I I wouldn't say it's, it's you know he's 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 had games that have clinched the playoffs of the Lions mm-hmm. after drought. So no, I wouldn't say that. Um, but certainly that up was, there though, I think that was a pretty hey we're here and we're really good performance. Yeah, that was when, something. Uh, when he when he started one for six and Troy Aikman kept mentioning that I was like, oh god, here we go. Like just and then the rest of the way I was like, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> like like it was just damn, he was um, good in that game and should have had a so, couple more just because if Deshaun Watson was like two or Deshaun Watson Deshaun Jackson was like two years younger, he would have had 300 yards in that game, I think. Yeah, no, it turns out Sean McVay knows what he's doing. Uh, if the Rams were playing a, on a neutral field, are there any of the uh, 31 NFL teams that should be favored or would be favored to beat them? Uh, Chiefs would on name recognition alone, and perhaps the Bucks, but I, not after it. Yeah. But not after what we saw last Sunday. I think the Rams, like, the Chiefs' defense, might be a, a a problem, man. Like the Chiefs' defense is bad. I think it flat out and, is a problem right now. Yeah, they're gonna have to figure that out now. The thing about having a bad defense is, oh, Patrick Mahomes is the quarterback of this team. And over the course of time, they're going to be able to outscore that bad defense just because Patrick Mahomes is the quarterback of that team. Uh, But against the good teams and you're playing like a league competition like the Rams, maybe you don't want to mess around with with, with that kind of crappy defense. So I would be be concerned if I were a Chiefs fan going into a matchup against the Rams, put it that way. For sure. Uh, Rams minus five against Arizona. Sean McVay has never scored less than 30 points against the Cardinals as a head coach. And now, and that was with Jared Goff. Now he's got Matthew Stafford. If I'm betting on this game, I'm laying the five with the Rams at home. Bill, what do you think? Yeah, I'm on board there. I, I think the, the Cardinals are, are decent. They really are. Like I, I normally I would love to get, this many points with the Cardinals, but the Rams have just been so good. Uh, the Cardinals have some nice wins against decent teams. My Vikings being one of them. Um, but these, these Rams, I, I just don't see a way like they're beating phenomenal teams. There's no reason to think they're not going to beat the, the Cardinals by more than that. So by more than a score. So give me, give me the Rams. I'm a believer in Matt Stafford again. Spread wise. Where are you on this one, Craig? I am gonna take. Uh, I'm gonna take the Rams. They're just better. They're just better. Give me the Rams. All right. 
next up, the Seattle Seahawks head into San Francisco to take on the 49ers. The 49ers getting the three-point home bump. Vegas is saying this game's a coin flip. I think the right side of this, um, even though it's a very chalky game with the minus three line, I think the right side of this is the Seahawks. I don't think Russell Wilson loses three games in a row. And uh, that that Niners team's got to figure they, they've got quarterback problems right now. So yeah, I, I, I even though it's very chalk, I'm I'm taking the Seahawks plus the three. Bill, what do you think? Yeah, I, I think that Seattle has a good enough defense to take advantage of the Niners' struggles. Like that that Green Bay defense, it can become you can air it out on Green Bay, and and they were able to score some points. I don't think they're getting nearly that many against Seattle. Uh, and I do think, like you said, Russell Wilson would be able to move the ball. The Seattle has a always has a strong offense, and they've really struggled lately, uh, including last week against my Vikings. So uh, I think we see them bounce back a little bit. Uh, and if you're ever going to bounce back, it's against a team that's not that great. So give me uh, give me Seattle. Take some points. All right, uh, Craig, where are you on this one? Niners giving a three point home bump. Uh, I'm going to, uh, I don't know what to make of this Niners team. I'm going to take the Niners though. They're, they're better than like Seattle's got some problems. Like they were up 17 to seven against the Vikings and Kirk cousins was able to do whatever he wanted. The rest of that football game, whatever he wanted, they were they, like Jefferson was open all the time. And Thielen was open all the time and random other guys were open all the time. Like it was just everywhere. Like I have a, I think the Vikings passing offense is really good. Uh, B, I think that the Seattle pass defense is lousy. So we'll see if Kyle Shanahan can take advantage of that this week and, and Jimmy Garoppolo can take advantage of that this week. But, uh, yeah, the, the Niners are, one, not letting Devontae Adams catch two uh, rainbows uh, away from being 3-0 and right now. They're a lot better than Seattle. Give me the Niners. Uh, next up, the Pittsburgh Steelers head to Green Bay to take on the Packers. The Packers laying 6.5. This is a pros versus Joes matchup uh if i've ever seen one the the joes are going to be on the packers the pros will be on the steelers i can tell you that right now these teams are closer than you think green bay 20th in dvoa pittsburgh 24th packers a little bit overrated right now despite what aaron Rodgers did on on the monday night with that that drive with 30 seconds left that was that was amazing even though i he that man is is insufferable he is a diva roach of the highest caliber um haircuts terrible um great quarterback though um yeah and and like roethlisberger looks so cooked but that the the steelers defense is going to be much healthier for this game than it was against the uh against the Bengals. They're going to be PO'd after dropping the home game against the Bengals. I, I just the, the pro side of this is the Steelers, and and they should be able to get it, get I, after Rodgers. And the and the Packers defense isn't isn't good enough. But man, does Ben Roethlisberger look absolutely like stick a fork in him? He is done. And, and that's what I wanted to say about this game is the Steelers' offense looks horrific, oh, and it's so all. Bad. It's all that like, and, and I, I don't mean that literally, but it, you know, I'm, I just mean everyone involved. It's like it's the same people who are involved. It's still Matt Canada. It's still Ben Roethlisberger. The skill position guys are the same. Obviously, you add Najee Harris, but to me, I know everyone's talking about, hey, what was the worst play of the weekend? Can you believe the the the, the Cardinals allowed that uh, kick return touchdown? Well, the worst play of the weekend to me by far. The Steelers are going for it. fourth and ten in Cincinnati territory. The game's 
not quite over, but like it's like they have to go for it and they have to get mm-hmm. it. They kind of need a miracle. It's pretty over. It was like two scores and yeah, they needed the field goal and all that. Yeah. Like, it was miracle territory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nonetheless, fourth and ten in Cincinnati territory. Ben gets just rushed a little bit, not a lot, and throws a screen pass to Najee Harris. Harris. Yeah. And the Bengals knew, no, exactly, it's coming. He's tackled by three guys almost right away. This is fourth and ten. You don't trust your arm enough to go down the little field a little bit on fourth and ten? Doesn't matter if you throw a pick. You're losing the ball anyway if you don't get it. And you're throwing this crappy little screen pass to a guy that has no blockers on fourth and ten? Yeah, like, I, I didn't. The Steelers' offense, this is a problem because the defense is banged up. And the offense is is bad. Now, a good thing to cure your bad offense might be the Packer defense. Their their defense sucks too. Uh, we'll see how much how much that helps the Steelers on the weekend. But geez, this is um, this is a a bad situation for the Steelers, and this might wind up being a real ugly Steeler year. Which I honestly don't remember the last ugly Steeler year. I don't I think there Steelers- has been. In in, yeah. in our lifetime, not certainly not in our yeah, lifetime. I don't think. Was the last ugly Steeler year the year they were bad enough to get the first overall pick and take Terry Bradshaw? <laughs> it might have been. And like we're talking hey. like this, <laughs> I I'm, I'm predicting right now that like the Steelers are going to add a like if, if, if this keeps up, they're going to add like a really good offensive lineman, probably like a generational offensive lineman with a top five pick, and then he's going to be protecting. Pause for dramatic effect. Deshaun Watson underneath the Steelers, like, you know, like getting rehabbed in, in the, the, the Steelers program of, of things usually going pretty well, right? Other than the odd year. Um, I, that is a um, that is a very, very uh, plausible scenario that you've outlined there. Yeah, I, 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 think, I think it'll be something like that. That said, spread-wise for this week, I'll tell you right now, the pros are going to be on the Steelers because the Packers are slightly overrated. And this game should probably be like four, four and a half, but it's six and a half, so the, the pros will be on the Steelers. I'll be on the Steelers on a few tickets too, but they're not going to be one of my five. Bill, what do you think about this one? Yeah, I'm, I'm not overly sold, but uh, I, I don't think I've seen enough from Green Bay to be laying this many points. So I take the Steelers here. I assume Green Bay wins this game, but I'm going to assume it's by a margin less than 6.5. So I'll take the Steelers. Man, the Ben Roethlisberger stuff, the more I think about it, is even worse, especially the way he held them hostage in the offseason too, right? And claiming he was in like the, like the best shape of his life, which that was a lie. Well, he, he looks good, but the arm strength just isn't there anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're the Steelers, why the hell didn't you just say, like, and I know this is, like, impolite for a guy who's been your quarterback for, for 15 years, but why are you just saying to Ben this offseason, man, you got to go? Yeah, I mean, like, and you, even if they're not going to do that, at least, and they, they've had backup QB problems for enough years that they should have gone out, went out and got somebody better than Dwayne Haskins, right? Like, somebody that can they can at least, like, make them think about Bench and Roethlisberger, right? Ben kind of has this grasp, this grasp over the organization right now. If you go get someone who might be seen as better than Ben, is that a slight to Ben? Like, this is, the Steelers are not typically an organization that sort of walks on cornflakes for people, but it seems like they're doing that for Ben here. Um, I would have just said to Ben, look, man, I know you want to come back. We've had a good run here. We won two Super Bowls together. You are one of the you're, – you're no worse than the second best Steeler quarterback of all time. You are a, a ring of fame stealer. This is an off. This is a, a, an organization that has 
uh, this lengthy list of Hall of Fame players, and you are the next guy on that list. But man, it's time to go. And it's time for our organization to move on a little bit here. And that's not what happened. And now they're in a situation where the offense is unwatchable. Mm. Mm. Terrible. Uh, where are you uh, on the spread-wise, Craig? Uh, I think I'm, like, I'm staying away. I think I would have to take Pittsburgh just because I don't trust Green Bay's defense with a touchdown spread. Um, some books, by the way, are offering the full seven if you want to go get Pittsburgh at the full I'll, seven. I'll bet, this, I'll bet this gets to, like, my advice on this game is uh, take the Steelers, but wait closer to game time because the public will swoop in and, and bet Green Bay in, in the morning yeah. and this line will get up to the, to the touchdown, Sorry. maybe even the hook. Something that gets added to the, the mix here a little bit is these are both public teams as far as teams yes. where a lot of public are going to come in. That being said, this week, you're right. There's going to be a lot of public pack of money because everyone's talking about Aaron Rodgers and the Steelers look like garbage. So, yeah, probably wait. That said, um, I think I'm uh, if, if, if I'm making the pick at the six and a half, I, I, I think I take the Steelers, but I'm not even remotely comfortable Oh, it's a, yeah, the, the, they're going to be on the steel. The sharps are be on the Steelers. That's the pro. The pro, it, this is a pros versus Joes matchup, and the pros will be on the Steelers, and the Joes will be on the Packers. That's it. Said it a couple times. Now. Uh, last game of the four o'clock slate: the Baltimore Ravens head into Denver to take on your boys, Craig, the Denver Broncos. Um, this line has seen a little bit of movement already. It opened up at Broncos minus one, so they are the short home favorite. As we squeak. This is currently a Peckham, our first Peckham of the year, I think, that we've seen actually since we've been doing this. So, and I, I, I fully expect by game time that the Ravens are going to be favored. So, I like the Broncos side of this. The Broncos are going to be one of my five. I'm going to take them now with the Peckham, but I'm willing to bet that when we get closer to game time, my suggestion for this one is if you want to join me in betting the Broncos, much like we suggest with the Steelers, wait a little bit on this one. Cause I'll bet as this one gets closer to game time, it, it might get to Baltimore minus one, maybe even one and a half. And you might be able to find yourself a nice juicy little point there with the Denver Broncos, who I think are just going to flat out win this game. Anyway. Um, I like the Broncos at the pick them. They're going to be one of my five. What say you with the Broncos getting their first real uh, challenge here uh, with Baltimore coming to town? Baltimore really lost to Detroit on Sunday. They needed a miracle to win that game. They needed several miracles to win that yes, game. Yes. Yeah, they needed a fourth and 19. They needed the referees to not call a delay of game. And here's the thing on the delay of game call. Sorry, I didn't mention this earlier. The, the delay of game thing is a little bit like in, in hockey where when the playoffs start, we all just know that the referees are going to stop calling penalties in in once the playoffs start in hockey they, they the in football it's been a thing where it's like when the when the play clock gets to zero we all know that they give them an extra mississippi sometimes an extra mississippi or two before they actually throw the flag which has always been weird to me because it's like why have a clock if that's the case but like i, I wasn't as burned on, I, I wasn't as cheesed or as chuffed on that one as i was that the lions let them convert a fourth and 19 for for f's sake right so I don't know. Anyway, back to back to your Broncos there, Craig. Yeah, no, I think I think Denver is probably. Well, I'm not going to say they're the better team, but I, I I like Denver in this situation right now. Put it that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, Denver fifth in DVOA, Baltimore thirteenth. So a little bit of a gap there. I I I just I really like this Denver Denver uh, defense. I think they're going to be able to slow down the Ravens' running game and the Ravens just can't really complete passes. Marquise Brown dropped about three touchdown passes in that Ravens game, in that get Lions game too. It's just, um, it's, it's not really reliable. I'm, I'm on the Broncos. Um, Bill, what do you think about this one? Broncos as a pick or uh, Broncos Ravens pick them. Uh, 
Yeah, I, I just can't bring myself to pick Baltimore on the road after watching them, you know, almost lose to Detroit. And Denver, yes, maybe haven't played the best teams in the world, but they are beating them by double digits. Uh, Denver's look good, and Bridgewater's look good. He he's, sits in that role nicely. The run game has been on point. I, I think you got to go with Denver here. Uh, anything else to add uh, with your Broncos, Craig? Uh, the only thing I'll say is that Graham Glasgow and um... – and Dalton Risner are both uh, in a bit of an injury situation here. So if Denver's without both starting guards, they have some nice guard depth. And that's the thing. Denver's built a deep roster and they've needed it. They've had a lot of injuries. Uh, but as of right now, they're still obviously holding it together. So they've had injuries to uh, KJ Hamler's now for the season. Obviously, Jerry Judy's been out. Uh, Bradley Chubb's out for a few weeks. Uh, Ronald Darby's missed some time. So they've had some injuries at some key spots, and they've been able to weather it because they're deep at those spots. They might need to see that with guard this weekend, so we'll see how the Broncos handle that. All right. Sunday All right. nighter. Ooh, what a doozy. The uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady head into New England to take on Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots. We don't have an Adele song to set us up for this one on this podcast unfortunately i forgot to cue that up but uh this is a grudge match for the ages the buccaneers laying a touchdown on the road so that is seemingly scary i can't imagine like it's 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 looking more and more as 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 we get on the patriots were always the team uh, on this podcast and, and, and for 20 years gambling wise, they were always the team that bucked all of the, the, the old gambling adages. You don't take high lines on the road. You don't do this. You don't do that. It's getting, as we go, as it goes on, it's looking more and more like Tom Brady was the reason for that. And not necessarily the Patriots, because if I'm taking a side on this, I'm taking the bucks laying the seven in new England. You got a pissed off Tom Brady who's going to be doubly pissed off because he just got hosed against the uh, against the, the Rams, a, a team they're going to have to beat to get to the Super Bowl again. Um, all this stuff's leaking out about, you know, Belichick didn't want Brady. He was ready to see him go. He didn't even shake his hand when he left the building for everything he did for them. Bra- on top of it on that, Brady's got the touchdown record and the yardage record that he can pass in this game. I would imagine there's going to be a smattering of boos from some of the potato faces who feel like Brady abandoned them. Boy, is 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 this ever going to be juicy? But uh, I, I fully expect like 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 what's what's the floor for Tom Brady touchdown passes in this game? Like four, five? I don't know. This 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 has a chance to be an all-time ass-kicking because the Patriots do not... I know Bill checks a mastermind and everything like that. They do not have the horses to keep up with this Bucks offense or stop this Bucks defense, especially throwing the ball uh, three yards at a time. I, I don't know. What do you think? Where, where are you on this one, Bill? Bucks laying a touchdown in New England. Never bet against a pissed-off Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> that has just been something that has proven true over and over and over again. An angry Tom Brady is a winner. And as much as it pains you to see it, because I'm not a huge fan, uh, he will go out and he is going to throw, you know, five touchdown passes in this game. And New England, they can't keep up. Uh, Foxborough or not, they can't keep up. So give me Tampa Bay all day here. I, I I can picture it in my head. I can picture Tom Brady getting the interview after the game and him doing that thing that Tom Brady does where he, 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 it's 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 got this like air of condescension where he he does the old kill him with the kindness thing where like they're probably gonna win this game by like 
you know, a couple of scores. And at the end, he's going to be doing the thing where he's like, well, you know, they're doing a lot of great things there in New England. It's just really, you know, he's going to be, he's going to be doing that thing. I mean, he's like, we weren't prepared for this, and they threw this at us, and they're just like, you know, a lot of good guys over there just doing that, just laying it on real thick, even though, you know, he, he doesn't mean it. It's, it's just, oh, God, it'll probably, it'll, it'll be so good. Uh, Craig, where are you on this one in the one of the all-time NFL grudge matches here? Uh, Tom Brady coming into New England. Bucks. Yeah. Like, Tom said something interesting in the interview this week. He said, uh, he was talking about the Sunday night football game plan. And he's like, he said, you know what I know? I know every single thing they're going to do all week. Yep. I know what their, their schedule is going to be. I know when they're going to put their defense in, when they're going to put their offense in, when they're going to have their meetings, what they're going to do Sunday morning, Sunday afternoon. I know literally every single thing they're going to do. Mm-hmm. Everything they're going to do. I'm paraphrasing, but that's, that's what he's saying. Um... So, you know, Belichick knows him a little bit, but here's the thing. Tom knows more about what's going on on, on Belichick's side than Belichick knows about what's going on on Tom's side. You know what I mean? For sure. For like, sure. For sure. So I just think that if this turns into a chess match, here's the first problem for Belichick. Tom knows what Bill does. The second problem for Belichick is Tom's chessboard is just stacked with queens and Bill's got a bunch of pawns. Yep. Not what you want. Now, the Buccaneers' defense has not looked great, but here's the thing. You don't have to be a great defense to go into New England right now and stop them from scoring some points. So I think this is a and, – and maybe I'm falling into a trap here. I think this is a relatively easy Patriots uh, Patriots loss. They, they, get, they get really, really smoked here by Tampa. Yeah, I think so. I think so, too. This is, this is all the makings of a of – a of a blow out for the, uh, for in, in the Buccaneers favor. I think I, the, the, the Patriots just simply do not have the talent unless this is, you know, one of like Belichick's like opuses. And, and he's been just scheming and cultivating this son of a bitch of a game for like the past three weeks, which is why they just have looked terrible. Cause he's just like, I don't care about this game. All I care about is that week four matchup. I'll figure everything else out after week four, but we gotta, we gotta be doing this. But I, I just, I, I think that's kind of a pipe dream anyway. It, it, God, I can't wait for this. If, if if this game, if if October 3rd was not my wedding anniversary, I would insist that we meet somewhere to watch this game together. But unfortunately, can't do that on the day that that uh, that, it, oh, that it is, is my wedding anniversary. And he is coming here to have some cake and watch the game with me. So. Ooh, yep. nice, nice, nice. Um, yes, it is Bill's birthday, which I forget every year because we get married on your birthday. I remember that. And I always forget it. your anniversary because I yeah. Fair. Yeah, I just remember we sang happy birthday at, at, to you at my wedding. It was good times. Good times. Good times, Rabbi Um okay. Monday night. Sorry, go ahead, Craig. Sorry, on from this, this game. Uh, Bill, my daughter's requested uh, ice cream instead of cake. Is that okay with you? I will learn to live with it. She's Hear me out now. Hear me out now. Ice cream, cake. That might be the way to go. That might be the way yeah, we'll best see. of both worlds. Best of both worlds. <laughs> anyway, uh, all this talk about delicious sweets beside. Uh, Raiders, Monday Nighter, head into Los Angeles to take on the Chargers. The line that's seen a little bit of movement. Uh, open up with the Chargers at three and a half. You were getting the hook. Um, and uh, I guess we've seen a little Raiders action because the Chargers are down to a even three. So they're saying these two teams are even. And I got to say, I disagree because I like the Chargers at the three and a half before the hook. Uh, so I like them even better getting the three. I'm going to go ahead and assume that that's public money coming in on the Raiders getting the three and a half. 
um, because I believe the Raiders to be a little bit more of a flashier team based on the way they've they've kind of won their games. But I, I what where are they? Let me check their DVOA. So the Chargers, yeah, the Chargers are twenty second in DVOA, and Vegas is fourteen. So DVOA would would. Uh, would have the charger or would uh, would say that the Raiders getting the three and a half was the right side. Uh, I I like the Chargers laying the three. What say you, Craig? Uh, Chargers for me too. I think this Raiders team is um, is is secretly not good. Um, they did like Jacoby Brissett drive down the field on them and force an overtime. They almost lost in overtime to a Jacoby Brissett Dolphins team. That's not what you want. Uh, I will uh, I will take the Chargers. I think they're better. Uh, I think they're. Bill- I think the Chargers are really good. Yeah, they look like they're decent. Uh, Bill, Chargers laying three at home against the Raiders. Yeah, what do you the think? Chargers there. I think the Chargers, they've played some fairly tough football games so far, and they've come out ahead on a couple of them. Uh, the Raiders, uh, yeah, I certainly don't think the Raiders are very good. The Chargers are better than their DVOA would suggest, I think. Uh, I have no problem going with the Chargers. I think Justin Herbert has been honestly quite good. Uh, and we'll yep, continue nice. to be so. So uh, give me the give me the Chargers here. All right. Um, so that's it for week four. All that's left to do is to do our weekly picks and then declare our official survivor pick for this week. Uh, Craig, you and I tied for the uh, for the win last week at four and one, but I went first last week. So why don't you kick us off for week four? Do so. Uh, the Chargers are going to be one of my five. I think they're good. Okay. I'm going to give you the minus uh, also three. Also on my appreciate that. Uh, also on the list is going to be uh, I'm going to do it again, Detroit Lions. Ooh. Uh, yeah, 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 that's right. Uh, on my list is going to be the Rams. 49ers. Uh, I'm going to put the Patriots on there. Ooh. So, is that to, to cover. Yeah. Oh, no, sorry, no, no, sorry. I'm going to put, I was thinking about oh, I'm going to bet on Tom Brady. Tom Brady's on the Buccaneers. That's the team I want. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> Good thing I said something then. So you're laying the points with the Bucks. Yeah, uh, I think that uh, Tampa Bay wins that game quite easily. Okay. Uh, Billy, week four, who you got? All right. So I will go with... Whew, I'm going to go with Houston. I think that's too many in Buffalo. Um, I'm going to yeah. go with Hold Carolina. your nose and take the numbers, that's all. Carolina, great pick. Yeah, I'm going to go with my Vikings. Another good pick. I will take the Chiefs. And then I'm going for the Thursday game. I like Cincinnati to cover that one on a short week for Jacksonville. Okay. Um, I'm going to have a couple similar to you here, Bill. I'm going to take Carolina. I'm going to take Minnesota. I'm taking your Broncos, Craig, in the in the pick I'm, I I like this spot for them. Um, I'm going to fade you slightly. I'm taking the Eagles as the home, as the large home dog against the Chiefs. So just um, until the Chiefs start covering some of these high lines, I'm, I'm going to keep fading them. And the last one, throwing a little bit of a curveball, I'm taking the New York Jets to, to cover the seven. The Sharps are coming in heavy on this game, and, and I'm just going to trust their instincts on this one. So I'm, I'm, I'm taking the Jets. Give me the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Zach Wilson, uh, breakout performance uh, this week against the Titans is what I'm predicting. Now, last thing to do before we get out of here is to make our Week 4 Survivor pick. We have survived through three weeks so far. We Teams we've used, Rams, Browns, Broncos. Broncos came in so easily for us last week. I would say 
that this week um, we the decision to be made is whether or not we take the Cincinnati Bengals on the Thursday nighter with the or or the Buffalo Bills against the uh, Houston Texans. Um, here is the. And I'm willing to listen to other suggestions. Here is the the tale of the tape for the Bengals and the Bills, though. The Bills, arguably much, much safer than with with uh, Davis Mills coming in to make his first road start in Buffalo. They got the high 16.5 point. I don't see the scenario where the Texans lose to the Bills. Or, sorry, the Texans win against the Bills. That said, the Buffalo Bills will have some games against the New York Jets to speak of and arguably are the better team. And as far as the Cincinnati Bengals go, I'm looking at their schedule right now, and this is going to be the best spot to try to take the Cincinnati Bengals if we want to. So I'm 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 thinking we should take the Bengals, but if you guys, like, it depends. Do we want to take, we're taking a little bit of a risk here with the Cincinnati Bengals um, on the Thursday nighter, as opposed to the Bills, which were the safer one. So this is this is a a, a risk reward for me. Um, where are you on this one, Craig? Oh, I want the Bengals. I, I don't even know how much safer it is to be honest. I okay. I think the Jacksonville is even worse than Houston. You get the home team this way. I, I know the Bills are at home, and um, plus you mm-hmm. have the Thursday uh, home thing uh, in your favor. So I think this is the uh, mm-hmm. this is the safest way to to get through the week. I really believe that. It'd be really sweet too if the Bengals just like get an easy victory and then you're sitting there on Sunday and you're like I'm already on to week five in the Survivor. Yeah, I can just stay up all day on Sunday. All right, so Bill, is this a consensus on Cincinnati or do you want us to do? Do you want to talk us out in, into no, taking I, a different I, team? I, I still think Buffalo is a safer pick. Like I don't see any way Buffalo loses this game, but I think Cincinnati is the smarter pick. So unless you're down to just two people left in your pool, you're going to have to play for six or seven more weeks, and so it's usually better to make the smart picks and go with Cincinnati. Yeah, you, you, you texted me this this week, Pierce, when we were talking about it, but uh, at some point this year, the Jets are going to go to Orchard Park. It'd be nice to have the Bills available then. Yeah, exactly. Although, I will say, the, the, the kicker on that one is when the Jets do go to Orchard Park, it's week 18. Ooh. So that's, that's, yeah, what so that's... Yeah, I would I would argue that the Bills. I mean, the Bills might get a couple other spots. So like, it is is it, so yeah. So here's the kicker on. Yeah. So if we look at the Bills' schedule, are they going to get another really good matchup at home? Another real game. Um, They're also in they, Jacksonville themselves play, this year. They so Jaguars on the road at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I'm 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 going to say this. And everyone's mm-hmm. going to be mad at me. Are the Bills going to lose at home against the Patriots on December 6th? Yeah, that's, I mean, probably not. But, like, it's it's a little bit silly. I mean, this probably is the best spot to take the Buffalo Bills because the Jets are, are coming in on January 9th in Week 18, and we don't know if the Bills will be playing a full roster, right? Let's look at the Bengals' schedule. Like, I don't think they're going to the, have a better game. No, the Bengals... The Bengals absolutely do not have a better. A, there is not a better chance to take the Bengals. So, I, I I think I think it's taking the Bengals. This is the first real decision we've had to make this year, though, because like I, I, now that I've looked at the schedule, I kind of feel differently about it. Because my thought process was save the Bills for when they're at home against the Jets. Mm-hmm. Dust off your hands. You have an easy time of it. But all of a sudden now, that might be a game that Josh Allen doesn't play in. Then then what are you doing? Mm-hmm. So. 
But like I I'd feel I'd feel safer taking the Bills against like you know, the Bills at home against even like it like you're gonna feel safer taking the Bills at home against some some other team. So like this is the conundrum here. This is the this is the conundrum of the week is like do you want to take the Bills or the uh, or the Bengals? Mm. It's tough for me because where there's never going to be a good spot. There's never going to be a spot where we're at where we're legitimately comfortable taking the Jaguars for the rest of the or for taking the Bengals for the rest of the year, right? Like we're we're like we're we're we're, we're super yeah, comfortable. You're, you're taking the Bengals this week, or you're never taking them. Those yeah. are the two. Or yeah. Or you're going to have to take them or you're going to have to take them in a game where they're like where it's like a three point coin flip sort of a thing that might exist later on on Halloween. Yeah. And they play at the Lions on the 17th. Those are two road games. I don't know Mm -hmm. if I want to mess around. The rest of the Bengals this season are as follows. Packers, no chance. Steelers, they did just beat them, but it's not something I feel super comfortable with. Chargers, no chance. 49ers, no chance. Ravens, no chance. Chiefs, no chance. Those are the rest of the big Bengals home games. Yeah. What are we doing? And like, and uh, yeah, and like the Bills are going to have some games. Like the Bills, like are going to be playing Atlanta in in the week before they play the Jets at home, right? So that'll be there. They're going to play Miami. Like I'd be comfortable taking them against Miami in like week eight or, or week seven or whatever. Like it, it's it's. For all we know, the Bills are going to be playing. By week eighteen against the Jet, uh, week eighteen against the Jets, and you are going to love the idea of taking that game. So yeah, exactly. So I I I think it's I think it's the Cincinnati Bank. I think it's the Cincinnati Bengals. Are we all are we officially agreeing on the Cincinnati Bengals for week four? Yep. All right. Yeah. So so we are locking in the Cincinnati Bengals as our week four pick. Um, but obviously our our secondary suggestion, if you don't have the stomach for the Bengals, is just take the Bills and then probably move on to week five. And uh, I think the yeah. Bengals tell you right now that I think the Bengals are a playoff team, but I wouldn't be shocked. Like, the offense is legitimately good. It's a good offense. Mm-hmm. And it's fun to watch. It's, it's a legitimately good offense, and it's fun to watch. And I know they're they're only they're 25th in offensive DVOA right now. They played, you know, they, they played some defenses that are alright. Like, Pittsburgh's defense is obviously pretty good. Um, they're, 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 their DVOA numbers are as follows. They're 25th in defense, uh, in offense, and 4th in defense. Uh, the offense number is gonna gonna go become better. The defense number is gonna become worse, and that might even out. But I think the Bengals are good. Like they're, a, I think they're a decent, they're a decent team. Legitimate. All right, so we're locking in the Cincinnati Bengals for Week Four Survivor, but it's them or the Bills uh, as our official recommendations for Week Four. Um, that is it. So crossover podcast available the crossoverpodcast.com, Facebook.com/slash crossover podcast, and iTunes. Please rate and subscribe. Five stars only. We're also on Google Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. So please check us out on there and uh, rate us and review on any of your favorite podcatchers. And as always, you do not have to listen, but please download the crossover podcast. That'll be it for this week. We'll be back next week breaking down Week Four and Week Five with. Uh, both of you guys as well and uh, perhaps some stuff on the other side because uh, there's some cool stuff coming out that Star Wars Visions thing with the with all the anime Star Wars anthologies I watched that, that was super cool I like that, and uh, What If is coming up, that Venom movie should be uh, glorious nonsense I'm probably going to go see that so uh, yeah, there's some stuff on the other side we might get to if we can find the time on this podcast um, if not, we will definitely be back next week breaking down week 5 so uh, Craig Neal's Bill Needles, as always, pleasure doing this with you. Take care, everybody, and uh, we'll talk to you next week on the Crossover Podcast.